0: super talk mississippi media production this is thunder and lightning here on super talk mississippi brian hey haydad and joel t coleman whoa that's how i don't know how thick the walls are here in this hotel you, don't wanna, you know i want to you i may have to rein it in a little bit i be honest with you i
1: think something else is going on well, over i don't here? know
0: about that or not i'm just saying people might be trying to, it is is 1:20 in the morning people are probably trying to sleep right they ought to wake up. Dogs won. You're right about that. Victory Monday here on the Thunder and Lightning Podcast. However you're listening to us, we appreciate it, be it at supertalk.fm or anywhere you get podcasts. And, of course, we want to thank our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there protecting our freedom. One thing, our sponsor, uh, Strange Brew Coffee House. And I would imagine that if Strange Brew Coffee House was here in Omaha, Brumaha, uh, if that opened and it was open right now, that Joel T. Coleman would be enjoying some Strange Brew Coffee to get a little kick here.
1: Indeed, I would. Instead, I'm having to rely upon the extraordinary, um, extraordinarily great beverage that is Dot Mountain Dew.
0: Yeah. You're, it's you're,
1: powering us this podcast. But hey, I can't complain. I mean, I no. you know, we were talking a while ago, we were a little bit tired. But you know what? We just watched a heck of a baseball game. We did. We're coming off Father's Day. Correct. With all that love.
0: And today is. And today, as right of now, midnight,
1: as we, as we record joel t coleman's birthday
0: happy birthday to you happy joel t day it's happy joel t day uh so it's it's pretty obvious at this point my friend there's some magic in what they're wearing there's some magic in what's you know not not just in the you know not just what's happening on the field what's happening beforehand when they're getting ready to go out there yes joel no, I'm not talking about the nickel black uniforms. I'm talking about our sweet thunder and lightning polos, now 1-0, right. and 0, and we promise we will wear them again on <laughs> Tuesday. But no. Almond Printing has hooked us
1: up, and Almond Printing is now 1-0 and 0 at 2D Ameritrade Park.
0: I may have to get away from uh, my usual of, uh, you know, maybe I'll go with Aleister Black for my, my music, but I was thinking about, I may have to go Santana. Black Magic Woman. I <laughs> may have to go that route. The Nickel Blacks show up again. MSU does not lose on Sunday, as we were reminded by Jake Mangum, Peyton Plumlee, and a few others. 5-4 uh, to four in maybe the most imp- – in a season full of improbable games. Maybe the most improbable one of all. Uh, Bulldogs down 4-1 going into the top – of the bottom of the ninth. And not only that, Joel, but – they looked out of it. They looked out of sorts. Small had not pitched well. He had to grind just to get through five innings. They had eight hits going into that inning, all singles. That is not the Mississippi State team we've seen. They were leaving runners in scoring positions, stranding runners, three errors. Everything was on the checklist to lose the game, but the Bulldogs won.
1: Yeah, let me tell you the, uh, the story that you won't be reading today in the star daily news or online or wherever you get your msu content uh robbie Falk. hi robbie he's in the room robbie again.
0: Falk's still with us here
1: yeah hashtag or no it's asterisk and robbie he's here correct but uh, he asked midway through the game you know what we were we were always trying to cipher you know what he's gonna write what i'm gonna write so we don't write the same thing right and uh I was telling him that my game story that I was about to commence to writing was gonna be basically that everything that State needed to go right to win the game didn't go right. I mean you had you kinda hit on a lot of it, but Ethan Small wasn't at his best. Nope. You know, he labored and through five innings was at a hundred and something pitches and, and just I don't know, and, and he said after the game I asked him, you know. You look like you're laboring a little bit out there, you know, something up. And he said, you know what, I, I just – I got gassed. And I got tired a little quicker than usual. He said, I don't know if it's because it's a long season or or what the case is. But uh, And he also said, too, he's like, and I'm not wanting to complain about the strike zone, but the zone was a little tight. And it was.
0: It was. It was very tight. A little tight.
1: Um, but uh, so anyway
0: – I thought it was tight both ways, though. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a huge issue. And,
1: and he didn't say that it wasn't – you know, he wasn't saying that it was just tight for me. You know, he right, was right, just right. saying in general. Um. But – when you couple that with the fact that you have, like, Elijah McNamee comes up with, the, what, the bases loaded down 3 nothing, Yeah. That's a situation where, in a game that you want to come back in, you kind of expect Big Hack Mac to get a Big Hack. Yeah. And he just hits a dinky little foul pop-up mm-hmm. the first inning over.
0: they left the bases loaded two times, I believe.
1: And there was some frustration there. You saw McNamee, like, throw the bat down, <laughs> throw the helmet down a little bit. Uh, it was just a frustrating night. and And then you get to the the ninth inning there. And, Brian, I don't – I know you were watching along, and and Robbie and I were both in Tallahassee last year, and Elijah McNamee hit that dang walk-off three-run shot against Drew Parrish. And the mojo after that – Mojo. Mojo. It just carried State. It carried State all the way the rest of the way. And that was the kind of thing that when it happens – It does feel – Jake Mangum said after the game, he said it's a higher power, man. It it really does kind of feel like that was a deal where, like, team of destiny, throw out what you will. I know there's – you know, Florida State probably feels the same way with Mike Martin in his last ride. Auburn and
0: Michigan. You know, Michigan does, and Auburn probably did until the bottom of the ninth.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that every team can make some kind of argument for that. But when you see this kind of stuff, and and Jake pointed back to, like, when you see that ninth inning that we had in – Startful last week, well, one week basically, almost you know to the moment probably, yeah. um, and then you see things like that happen where a little ground ball, harmless ground ball to third, game ender. Probably all of us were ready to tweet out final Auburn mm-hmm. four, State three, and then Elijah McNamee runs in front of the you know the same dude that had driven in three runs earlier in the game, mm-hmm. playing third for there for Auburn.
0: the Julian, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hit the home run,
1: and and I, I will forever wonder, you know, how much Mac running in front of him influenced him. Pat, you know, kind of he kind triple of packing. pumped. He triple pumped, yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with Mac and me running in front of him. I, I think that, and Mac even said that there was like he, he he could see that he wanted to tag him, but that's really not the play there. You just make a throw to first in the game, right? And, and so he triple pumps though, and in the midst of all that happening. Airmail's a throw to first, but yeah. rest is history, man. And that's the kind of win that well, then you
0: also have, just has you, you know, thinking
1: you can't lose, and that's dangerous to have in a tournament like You this.
0: have Josh Hatcher beating out an infield single of all people, Josh Hatcher, and then Marshall Gilbert, who uh, – you may not believe this, and it's not on the record, so I understand, but I went to dinner on Sunday night with uh, Tom Ebel, Courtney Robb, Chris Bolton from WCBI, and Brett Hudson of Matt Wyatt Media. And uh, – we were just talking, and he's like, you know, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? And I was like, you know, I could totally see something like Marshall Gilbert having a big hit in this game. I said that. Well, I'm, we I said it on a, the
1: pod. Who's going to be the hero kind of thing. Did I say something like that? You asked on the pod. You're like, who, is there some you know, guy that's yeah. not Mangum or somebody that's going to be a hero? Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: So, and But you think about that. Think about the inning. State goes one through nine in that inning. Yeah. You know, and, and Mangum, of course, gets it started. And even I, as you know, cynical and jaded as I am, when when Mangum hits the leadoff double, I mean that's the spark, right? That's it's like okay, they're going to at least make it interesting. And then when I asked Mangum that very question, you can go back and find that video for free at uh, Super Talk. I'm sorry, oh so no, it is available at Supertalk.fm. Uh, he said, "I said when did you start to believe?" He said, "When Tanner walked." He's like at that point, he's like okay, now we've got two one, and, and McNamie's coming up. We got a chance here, and it's it's just one of those sporting events that. Even though I saw it live, I can't, re- I can't really recap it for you. You had to have seen it for yourself. You have to go back and watch the replay. And no matter what I say, it's not going to convey the weight and the gravity. Just open it. Joel's over here trying to get a Cliff Bar open. And be here's something I've learned through the years as, as a as a father, and you should know this: that the more quietly you try to open something, the louder it is. You just tear it open; nobody would ever hurt But it. I
1: was holding it away from the mic, so I was hoping it, it wasn't matter. that obvious. But well, just
0: at that point, it was just bothering me,
1: guys. <laughs> guys, it's like 1:30 a.m. Yeah. If you have a problem with me eating a snack while I do this podcast, well, I apologize because I want you to continue to listen to the podcast. So,
0: but he's going to eat that snack. It's yeah, fine. I'm going to eat snack. I mean, gosh, you're so fat eating snacks at this time. And I just go straight to the thighs, I'm Joel. Getting bad.
1: I, I, that's one thing that I can't wait for Omaha to be over so I can get back in a routine. But yeah. anyway, I, I, I'd be glad to be here another week and a half.
0: Though. You're right. All right. So it's just difficult to convey these kind of moments, was my point. That, that you know, I, I wouldn't ask Al Michaels to, not that this is on the same level, but to try, take me through the miracle on ice. You know, it's that's something that's almost impossible to do. It's sort of like trying to like, explain how planes fly. Explain how they work. I mean, it's, it's, you just—you had to have watched it, and you had to have been a part of it, uh, because I'll, I'll tell you that going into the ninth inning, I I, stay, I had written State off, and I probably shouldn't have because they've just been so ridiculous all year. But and I do agree with what you said that this kind of win can spark a team forward. Now, my question to you is, how do you, if you're Mississippi State, come back down? and reload and re-compartmentalize, re or however you want to put it, and lock back in to play Vanderbilt on Tuesday.
1: I mean, I think this is a team that's not going to... I'm not saying that they're going to beat Vanderbilt on Tuesday. In fact, I think when you and I did the pod the other day, uh, the other day, I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Actually I, two I said, days
0: ago now, as we speak.
1: Whenever it was. Last one we did. I think I said that I thought that State would win the first one, play Vandy, and lose the second one. So, it wouldn't shock me if it goes down that way. I mean, Vandy's a darn good baseball team. And uh, I'm sure Rocker will probably pitch for Vandy. Did they announce a starter after the game today? I, I haven't Vandy. looked to see. but I, I mean, I would guess think, it's Rocker. So. But that's, a, again, a guess. I, I did not check to see what Tim Corbin said in the postgame. But if it is Rocker or whoever it is, Vandy's going to throw a guy out there that's a big league caliber arm, you know. (laughs) he's going to be that that good and so regardless of what mojo you got going it wouldn't shock me if andy wins a baseball game but then again i I don't think that if that happens it's going to have anything to do with state trying to get over the excitement of this right this team i have full confidence in as far as mentally putting that in its place and knowing it was the last thing jake mangum told me tonight when i got done talking to him he said this was a magical night for the dogs and he said, "But we have to remember that we didn't come for this for a participation T-shirt. Right. We came to win a trophy." And I think that that's the mindset for this team. So it really I don't is. think I, I don't really think that it's going to be an issue of, of living in the moment, and, and you know, they so they get wrapped up in this win and end up losing the next game. They may lose the next game, but I don't think it have a darn thing to do with getting too wrapped up in this.
0: Who are you starting on on Tuesday? We'll find this out by the way. Uh, there's a practice Monday at a.m. Again, if you're following Sports Talk Mississippi on Twitter, we'll have video and everything. And that's what we will learn. I was told by MSU people tonight that they will announce the starter tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I talked to JT Gann tonight for about five minutes. Um, after I talked the to Plumly, that's funny. Yeah, and uh, he says he's good to go. Um, I asked him, I said, Are you back in your routine? You know, are you back kind of doing your bullpens and doing all this normal stuff that you would do? And he kind of said that, well, not really. And he pointed more so towards the fact that he hadn't made a start in a couple of weeks than anything. But his his verbiage made me think that that he still it. I ain't saying he's not right. He says he's good to go, but it just kind of made me think that he is option three after Small and Plumley. Like the way he talked, kind of made me think that. I, I may be wrong. I may be completely misreading the situation. But in talking to him, I felt like Peyton Plumley's going to start. Did you ask me who I would or who I think he who is? Do
0: you, who do you think? I think I asked who you would start, but give us both.
1: I think I'd start Plumley. I think I'd start Peyton Plumley because he's been good, and you know that he's not going to get out there after two or three innings, and the arm issues flare up. It's the up. risk
0: reward we talked about the other day. I
1: think I'd go with Peyton Plumley, and, and I and I think that's I think, and you're going to know here probably by noon on on today because we're going to, like Brian said, we're going to talk to Chris Almonis. I would start Plumley, and I think they're going to go Plumley,
0: but we'll see. I asked Plumley; I was like, hey, do you have any idea who's going to start? He said, no, I don't. He said Coach Lamona said he was going to write our name each on a baseball and roll them out there, and whoever went further is who he was going to pick. <laughs> so we'll see whose ball goes out further uh, on Monday morning. I, I agree with you. I expect it to be Plumley at this point. I, I just feel like every second you give Ginn is a, is a better idea. You, know, you want to let him rest as long as humanly possible, and that way, when you put him out there on, you know, if you if you can somehow win the game, then you put him out there, and it's it's not a pressure elimination game. And if it does go go south for you, you can always come back to small on Saturday and feel pretty good about that. So yeah, and
1: that's another thing. As we play this out a little bit, if you start Peyton on Tuesday, yeah, and then you end up using you know Ethan Small or something on a losers bracket game if you need it to get to the championship right. you need somebody to start game 1 yeah if JT starts on Tuesday can he come back on 6 days rest and start game That's 1 a good i don't think he can or i don't know i don't maybe can but you might need again. him
0: again on uh on you know what would it be Wednesday for a potential game 3 yeah so i mean again, is it, for, for Michigan to win the national title almost assuredly Gin's gonna to have to pitch on short rest at some point.
1: Yeah, that's true. And at this so, point in the year, you just, it, it. just
0: gonna have to do it or you don't. So, state didn't really burn any pitching today either. You know, other than small, obviously, he'll be out until a you know, possible Friday or Saturday game. Well, I guess we we won't pitch on Friday.
1: Yeah, I, um, I would assume everyone would be available on Tuesday. Right, Lee
0: Belt, uh, Riley. Self, who I thought his contribution was was big. Uh, he, yeah, I do. Too. He came in in the sixth and went one, two, three. on think I think like ten pitches. And he just looked really, really sharp. And that, every time you see one of these guys do something like that, it gives you a little spark of hope of like, what if he – you know? Because right now, as good as state is, you can always use more help. So if they can find a, 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 the old Riley Self, or if you know, say Eric Sarantola wants to get an inning or two, and he can give you that, that's going to be huge for Mississippi State. So I thought Self was good. Lee Belt was was pretty good. I mean, he was betrayed by an error that that you know that ended up. Um, that was almost the play of the game where state uh you know Auburn holds the runner on a long long drive to a center ends up being a single uh, they hold the runner, but Foscu not really paying attention, he fires it over to third Gilbert can't handle the throw, and the air is on on Foscu, and that led to the fourth run, and I was convinced just having been around m s u long enough that the state was going to lose the game four to three at that point. They ended up winning it obviously five to four it's this is going to be a very interesting game on tuesday and we'll talk a lot more about it on tomorrow's podcast but just for me to me the winner of this game is going to win the national title i agree i, I think whoever so. wins this game is is going to get through and when you look at the upsets that have had that have happened on the other side of the bracket arkansas losing isaiah campbell start they are in real trouble Real trouble. They're going to have to mash their way out of the loser's bracket because pitching-wise, they just don't have that. And then Texas Tech, sort of the same thing. I won't be completely surprised if if Texas Tech pushes Arkansas out on Monday. I won't be surprised. And then I don't know what to make of Michigan. We've talked about Team of Destiny kind of thing. Michigan has more of that vibe, almost even more maybe than Florida State a little bit. Because at least with Florida State, they're a traditional baseball power, and you expect them to be there. I never expect Michigan to be in the College World Series, so they've got something going there. And then, of course, on this side of the bracket, the chalk holds up just barely, obviously, but you will have that. I think that's the matchup everybody's wanting to see is Vanderbilt versus Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, I think that you're exactly right. I mean, whoever comes out of this thing on Tuesday night, you have to think that, let's see, you know, play it out, the state or Vandy wins, you have to think that, neither Auburn nor Louisville has beaten the
0: winner of that game twice. Right. It seems unlikely. Or or the – you know, Just seems unlikely.
1: Yeah. I I just – I think you're right. And then you get into the National Championship Series and and State is just, quite frankly, they're the better team than any of the other teams on the other side of the the bracket. I agree. So, yeah. uh, Tuesday night, whoever wins that, that's your odds-on favorite for sure to win the national title. And goodness gracious to think that State wouldn't even be in that game if it wasn't for a – harmless ground ball that turned out to be not so harmless
0: absolutely all right it's gonna be a short show tonight it's, it's late we we will call it a night um like i said tomorrow there'll be video from practice and, and the the interviews we do with the coaches and players uh and then you know we'll have the evening off we're gonna take joel out for a nice steak dinner on his birthday look forward to that too and then uh tuesday obviously back at it uh at the uh at PD ameritrade 6 p.m first pitch between mississippi state and vanderbilt like we said in that game the winner of that game is going to have everything in in, their, in in hand to make a trip to the National Championship Series and then likely, I, I would I would make them the odds-on huge favorite to win the national title. So we'll talk about that more. We will have a podcast tomorrow. We'll recap what we learned at practice. We'll talk about who's going to start the game. We'll preview MSU versus Vanderbilt. Guys, have a great Monday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. This is Brian Haddad here in Omaha for Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.